Hey everybody, this is Mike from High Ashray. This week we got a great episode with uh, Nelson from Sales Operations at Swan. Uh, Swan is a Bitcoin-only company, just so you all know. And uh, Dan is not with us this week, but we look forward to uh, bringing you this great, great episode with Nelson. So here you go. I think one of the things that it takes a certain personality to get into Bitcoin is you have to you have to be will you have to be ready for for pain. I think you have to be you have to be open to the idea that you're going to suffer. Hey everybody, this is the High Hash Rate Podcast. I'm Mike and I'm Dan. And this podcast is just two plebs getting high and talking about Bitcoin, life, and the absurdity of the fiat world. Our guests don't necessarily get high with us, and you don't have to either. But it helps. Hey, everybody. This is Mike from High Hash Rate. I'm talking with uh, my man Nelson over here. Can I name you Nelson? Is that all right? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking I don't know what else to call me. Nelson. A primary and uh well I, i'm always like i'm always like trying to watch out for people's uh what do you call it like their identity and not revealing their identity i think i've done it before i've docked someone on accident so i i don't want to do it just by name alone i guess they have a really unique name i don't know i don't remember what i i probably doxed where they were with i don't even remember the context but i know i've done it i appreciate your mindfulness but name's okay okay First so name. Yes, <laughs> this is my man Nelson. We work together on some things. Um, Nelson, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, where do I start? I, uh, you know, I'm born and raised in the Bay Area, so always been in and around tech. Um, possibly immersed too long in in the space, um, but yeah, went through you know startups, bigger companies, acquisitions. So saw the whole Silicon Valley cycles that come and go that you see in uh, in the TV show. Um, so it's been great. And then, uh, you know, you kind of get to a point where you're, you're, uh, you're kind of looking for a little bit more in life. Um, and you're not really sure what that is. And then you kind of stumble into, uh, into our little rabbit hole here and you end up in a place like high hash rate all of a sudden, it just slips once in the next, you know, one day you're in Silicon Valley, the next day you're just on high hash rate, trying to just hash it all out. So Nelson, are you working are you working in the Bitcoin space? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I'm working in the space, Michael. <laughs> I know. I'm always trying to treat this as though, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm at Swan, sales operations. Live it, love it. Awesome to see everything going on from sales the inside operations. of the okay. Swan. So you're so you're selling to, um, clients. The team, the sales team sells to clients. I'm basically the guy behind all of them, making sure all the plumbing and tooling is set up so that they can do their jobs efficiently. Have, do you have a background in sales? I do. Okay. You probably just mentioned it too, but you know what, how, how you get high and then, you, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, uh, things go in one. Yeah. They, they don't always connect, right? For sure. For sure. All right, so you have a background in sales. Uh, what is it that got you down this rabbit hole into this space and how were you able to apply this background to, how'd you find what you found? 
Yeah, that's a good question. How I I found it I found it purely as an investment. So I was really into investing um, for about the last let's call it decade of my life. So you know I I invested in a lot of tech stocks, which have done well just by the fact of just tech up until recently, of course. And um, so Bitcoin presented itself as a really interesting investment opportunity. And then I went through the crash of January 2018 and just saw everything kind of dissolve in front of me. And I, I wasn't disillusioned at all. I mean, it was, it was a bummer <laughs> when it all happened. I thought I was one of those people that thought it was going to keep going to 100K. It was just never going to stop. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot, I guess, yeah, the, where I think one of the things that it takes a certain personality to get into Bitcoin is you have to, you have to be will you have to be ready for for pain right mm -hmm. like that's part of it so i think there's wow that's strong very strong statement keep going yeah i think you have to be you have to be open to the idea that you're going to suffer like people like we all know those memes of you know what people think it's like to be a bit in bitcoin it's just all this big you know big roller coaster straight up um but anyone that's in it knows that it's anything but that there's um there's so many layers of it that are that <laughs> there's so many layers about what it is to be a Bitcoiner that you kind of naturally develop some type of shell of some type around you. Mm -hmm. Like people around you don't understand it or they're completely skeptical. They think you're crazy. Um, and then holding it just through all these dips, for example, that takes a heck of a lot of courage in and of itself to do. Like most normal people, if they ever saw their stocks do that, which some of them have now at this point, like they, they shit themselves. And I, and I went through that one time, right in 2017, 2018, I went through that like long, long bear market. It felt like forever. Did you, and, so you felt that sort of drop, like you were, you were deep inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. Was, you felt that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was buying up all probably all, all the way up till like 17, 18 K. I was like buying, buying, buying all the way up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so I caught it hard. Like, like, and, and I think people oftentimes don't realize because of the time frame that you got in, people kind of just assume that you got in like towards the bottom of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. And then, and then, but I think in reality, like everybody, everybody makes mistakes in the beginning. Like mm. they just go too hard. They, they don't really understand what's going on fully. Mm -hmm. Don't understand the, the seasonality of it, perhaps. Um, so yeah, I, I fell. I ate, I ate shit hard in 2017. It's painful. Yeah. I like how you say the seasonality. It makes me think of uh, sort of Bitcoin, like has seasons or it, like happens in seasons, you know. And it's like uh, it it maps to time very well in that way. It does you know it does? I mean? Yeah. It's a. Uh, yeah, in a weird way, I've never thought about that. Like, uh, there, because of the, because of the connection to time, I've always found Bitcoin to be so fascinating. And with the seasons, yeah, we have like our 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 bare our long winters, and we have like our bright summers, mm -hmm. and then like we have a lot of the, I suppose in that middle period is kind of like fall where everything's just kind of in transition, but nothing's really, you know, people kind of live for for winter and summer in a way, right? Like kind of the extremes of life. And then there's these middle patches where people kind of almost forget them, right? But I think 
I think like the fall for us, well, very, very well, well worded would be like that after you fall, it's like that, that, that long bubbling two two year window where you, there's, there's nothing going on in an insane way around price, but that is the, the seasonality is, is that that's the window in which you find a lot of Bitcoin, real Bitcoiners being born. That's the window when people, a lot of people go and fuck off and they just go back to their regular lives. Mm -hmm. and that's perfectly fine. And then there's a smaller group of people that there's something that's calling them, right? There's something that's almost like magnetic, that there's some type of connection that, that's compelling the person to look a little bit deeper for whatever reason. And then that's, that's I mean, once you, once, once one domino falls, it's like you're just looking for the next mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it just gets more and more interesting and crazy and fascinating and exciting, right? Yeah, for sure. I start to think of like uh, what you're talking about traveling on the, if you think about, you know, you look at the price chart of Bitcoin, right? Imagine you're a 2D hiker on that on that mountain you know what i mean you're going yeah. up and, it, and then it gets super fucking steep right yeah and then it comes down and you um you know it has a valleys and peaks and all these things so you're what you're saying is like when it's fall you know what does fall look like on the bitcoin chart it's like, like yeah it's pretty linear though right it's sort of like yeah yeah it's linear yeah on the chart yeah it's like a little like and summer looks like of like the peak of the mountain or what do you think summer yeah summer must be like hitting hitting the top of the the cliff you see the right 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 see the sunrise something like it's that the like the brightest yeah the yeah, summit yeah, yeah. that makes sense and you're feeling you're feeling the best you're euphoric you know in summer that's when everyone that's when everything and everyone fucks right yeah 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 <laughs> it, it, that's the that's the, the, heat, of the, year. the heat is on right the, heat, the is heat is on the magic is happening it's all it's all in the atmosphere so it's fun to think and about a different type of heat is on in the in the in the in the in the winter you know a different, yeah, different type of heat is on like that's you know true. what i mean yeah it's fun to attach uh, that idea uh, that image those images behind um the basically the bitcoin price but yeah um and it also makes me think you ask, like you ask really good questions i've never you know <laughs> catch, catch little details <laughs> well no i just relate it i try to find a network of ideas uh that that you can relate this to that to this to that and i always come back to time memory uh space you know i'm always thinking about um relationships between objects and and people and uh and how they connect so it's like makes me think of like you know you said you have to endure a lot of pain for bitcoin or it teaches you this yeah right you have to be ready for it uh but it makes me think of like a buddhist sort of way of thinking in a way or, or like a you know life is suffering you know so so don't desire just you know hold the rock that you have or whatever um I don't know. There's a Buddhist con uh, aspect to this. Yeah, there is very much so. Like a, um, yeah, it's like it's like you're 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 okay with what happens, <laughs> you know. Kind of, yeah, you have to be zen. Up. You have to be yeah, zen, zen to appreciate gotta, it, right? Exactly. Because you're gonna have real highs and real lows, and if you react in 
either one of those places, um, it could really affect you, right? It, yeah. You lose, you're off of the gravity. You're, you're off of the plane. You just want to be on the straight line. What do we always draw on charts on, to, to map out the uh, bases of price where it bottoms at places? We draw a straight line. Yeah, at the bottom. Like gravity, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the ground. Right. It's that, that that's like, it's not, it's not this, that's it. It's like kind of like the, the other line. Well, sometimes, you know, depending on what chart you're looking at, you could see where gravity lies, right? Right. Like you look at the Luna chart, <laughs> right? Look at the Luna chart. It's like, or Terra, Terra UST or whatever. It's like this. And then it's just, you know, right. and then you realize, oh, gravity's, Gravity's down here for that. Like, <laughs> gravity's just sucking. Yeah, it just keeps on. It's just yeah, they, you don't know where the bottom of that cliff is. Right. Know? Yeah, it's a it's a different type of the, a little bit too many G's. But Bitcoin, but, uh, you start to chart it. You chart it. You know, it's a, a mountain you're walking up, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a yeah mountain with a lot of. Uh, peaks and valleys inside of it that make it and it's funny how it's funny to when you zoom out like all you see are the the really drastic moments in the history like it going to 20,000 with a heartbeat right <clears throat> yeah you see this huge thing but like what's for me like what's what's what I find so interesting about Bitcoin is that I can look at points of the chart and like there's almost like an emotion or a memory that can pop into my head yeah um, that like I'm looking at the price at that time, like, oh yeah, that's when I was yeah thinking that or, you know, whatever it might be, right? Like there's something crazy about the way that we actually, that we orient. It's not like we're trying to, it's just that these things, these things have such stickiness to it, right? Like, and that's, that's part of what's really freaky about Bitcoin is that it had like, it has such a sticky quality to it. Like once you get, deep enough into it and it and it somehow keeps finding itself into other part like what we're talking about right now it's like i it has nothing to do with how he coded it right, it, it <laughs> right. Just, he just made that right right and that's a very sticky type of technology that he created satoshi but then you and i are just talking about something completely like metaphysical that like we we feel things when we see things on the chart price chart mm -hmm. uh -huh. And I never felt that way when I was like investing in tech stocks. Like I get, I never had like, <laughs> I never, like it was just something to make money, right? Increase value. But I just, I never saw it as something as a, as a company that actually mattered to me, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just like a, a way to grow a, your investment, but not like, I never actually really cared about what these companies were doing. Well, it's and, suddenly, it feels like a church in a way, you know, like a place, Yes. you know? to go like for salvation yeah. <laughs> financial salvation I don't know. <laughs> kind of i don't know there is there's so i bet you in 100 years 200 years 700 years there will be like a it will be a religious feeling bitcoin will will carry religious sentiment with it i think interesting i yeah i, I always wondered if it would become more as it gets more mainstream it would lose the religious aspect of it right like religious some people call it a cult some people call it other things like whatever that term is right um yeah May and maybe it will grow even larger in the future because 
but it'll be it's like the only church where everyone's just just putting money in the plate right <laughs> right right you put money in the plate yeah that's true money in the plate right that's yeah. true yeah you put money and in that, the plate you know and it's your money is that like that's kind of like sphinx chat how they do like you can listen to podcasts and tip and then like fountain how they do the, the yeah, app I learn more about this yeah you can listen to their podcast like a, a you know a big like peter mccormick whoever it might be odell you listen to their podcast and then you can like tip them in lightning inside of the app at different timestamps. Um, and you can remove that lightning onto your own wallet. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, what's the, is there, what's the barrier to entry? Like, is there a, you have to sign up, you have to put an email. Uh, you just download the app. Just download. The app. I've only used, I've only used Sphinx. I haven't used, I have found accounts. them, but I have to use it a lot. They need a way to identify who you are, right? So it's, you have an account and everything. Yeah. I, I don't remember the setup process. I probably, mm -hmm. like, I forgot what it, I think Twitter is what I use for Sphinx Chatter. I, I can't even remember. It's been so long since I set it up. But I do love the idea. Like, when I think about the idea of, of like, the, the church of Bitcoin, so to speak, like, I think about it in the way that you start to see these defined groups of people forming so you have like the podcasters which have always been around mm -hmm. um, but now it's just growing and then you have you have people that are like the mining community like and then you have people that are like the farmers that are all about proof of work they understand it because of what mm -hmm. they do right and like this connection between sound money and sound like health or sound nutrition whatever you want to call it like there's such a um there's this in it's interesting because we have all of these communities forming and they're all forming around this. Like we all agree that Bitcoin is net net positive for, for myself and for the world. And then you have this really solid group of people that are commingling at all these events and conferences, all of these different things we have going on in our space. Um, and I actually think it's going to actually um, get into other areas because Bitcoiners are also quite mobile. Like there's a lot of young Bitcoiners are very, they can be very nomadic. And there's also like a traveling aspect to it too. Like when you talk about the church of something is that if you're going somewhere, a new place, new country, um, if you have a good group of Bitcoiners around you, I'm sure somebody can know somebody that's there, right? Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there's just a lot of community, a lot of religion like happening in, in our world. That's, you know, maybe those words are a little like religion is like. Well, no, it's bit. just, a, it's a, it's a new way to, to trust people. It's right oh that's it right there yeah. that's it yeah it's like right oh wow you just hit the nail the nail on the head it's like trust is like the the thing trust trust is everything in in our space in terms of what what bitcoin represents and yeah that's it that's really it it's trust so it's definitely a new way to trust everyone because uh, it's like everyone believes that the gravity <laughs> is that mountain, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone believes in that gravity. That is, that is kind of trippy, huh? Because that is the shared belief. Yeah. No way. Like that's that's ultimately the thing setting the new floors and amongst other things. But this that that belief alone is is powerful. That, that people are just like, oh, this is an upward swinging. I mean, that's true. Like I've never met more people of a different group you know before than when i was in bitcoin like i yeah. met so many different types of people mm -hmm. in such a small amount of time and 
it's really, really incredible. Like, especially going to, I mean, what a dream to go to um, the Bitcoin conference. It's like, Miami. Such a, yeah, it's like, yeah. I've never done anything like that before. And I went to my first one, this past one in April. And gosh, the amount of people you meet, the sort of experiences you have, the and that's spreading. And like, if you could just think about that, like looking looking over that, like on a microscope, spreading like a culture, you know, like you could just see the that sort of idea spreading, spreading, spreading. So especially in Miami, and then and so that culture is really strong there. But I don't know, it was, uh, it was such a an interesting thing that you can touch so many people's lives that are from various parts of the world, you know, in one. Yeah. And Bitcoin, Bitcoin allows that. Yeah. So here's, here's what's interesting is that trust. I wonder along that, that sentiment of like, as this grows larger and larger and as the sphere of people in Bitcoin, let's say it's the first billion get onto Bitcoin. Right. And they're, they're understand it enough to actually value it to some extent. And I, like, I wonder what happens to trust. Um, like right now, a lot of the things happening in Bitcoin, super high trust, super high quality in terms of what's being produced next to it, adjacent to it. Now, once you get like a billion people on, well, let's even call it like the first hundred million for that matter. Does that like, does that purity level of trust and that maximum level of like trust and quality does it start to fade off, you think, to some extent? Not about what Bitcoin is, but just the types of people that now are in the space, right? Yeah, I think there's gradations. You, you, you're always going to come to a barrier at some point. You know, that's how it works. So you, there will be like a number of, P, of Bitcoiners, you know what I mean? And then it'll just, I think it'll dust off to all shitcoinery, like, uh maybe i'd say a billion bitcoiners is probably the i don't, I don't know how could, how could you get the whole world on this on this thing when there's so many other uh, so much other noise you know how can you do it well yeah. i think i think you you do it you do what you and i are doing for one right like there has to be i think a lot a lot there's of still the- some people not on the internet too yeah for sure there's definitely the people not on the internet though you know for you, for sure, there's, you know, many, many billions of people right. on the internet for sure. Um, but the whole, yeah, but I think that, I think that it hits a certain, there's going to be a tipping point where it just becomes, whether somebody knows it or not, it's just the fact that they know like six people in their lives that do. So they're just going to do it, right? Like whether they know it, a lick about it or not, they're mm-hmm. just going to do it because they're, it's hit the you know majority rules type of event where everyone just feels like it's just what we do now right you know yeah i mean that's that's it like the same sort of adoption of the internet i would say would probably be comparable right like a lot of people today hate using email still right right that are like because tech is hard for them yeah but they still do it right yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they've been dragged into it at this yeah, point yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. True. that's true um all like, good points who feel like cash you know like there's that group of people that older group that still they just grew up with cash using cash and like digital everything is confusing and not trustworthy for them why do you think be. why do you think that holds people so strongly this 
this sort of because I've met these people, you know, they're obviously they're older. Yeah. And the most, I mean, there's, I, I don't think I've ever really met anyone that young that wouldn't be at least sort of into crypto. I know what I mean? Like, yeah. understand it. But so, yeah, older people, they just want to carry cash or like stay into traditional things. I wonder why that's so sticky for them and why it's so hard to adjust an idea. Maybe it'll come to us too. Maybe Bitcoin will be too sticky and there should be something else that we need to. Well, I, I think like the shift, I think the shift that I've, I see a lot of is analog to digital. Mm -hmm. Like if people live in, in an analog world and they're the, also the type of people that mm -hmm. tried to like hold off on touching technology for as long as possible because they just weren't, it wasn't really the, for them. Um, you know, like analog there is for sure a difference between our behaviors when you have cash in your pocket versus a credit card. Like with cash, you feel it every time you spend it. Like you're watching something leave your hand, go into somebody else's hand and just never, it's just gone. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas with credit cards, you have no clue how much you're actually spending. Like it just removes you from every, that feeling. Yeah, for sure. Every swipe is kind of this, it feels the same, right? Yeah, you're interesting. Somebody, like it's, there's no different emotion. Like obviously you see the receipt and it hits you for a second, but like, you know, if you took out a couple hundred bucks from your bank account and then you're slowly spending it over like the days, weeks, whatever it is, day, week, like you're going to notice that thing depleting. But with a credit card, you never feel it depleting, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You always feel it depleting. Like you're always feeling... You're always like, concerned about how deeply you depleted it without yeah, even yeah, yeah. realizing it, right? Right, like, right. Oh no, like, am I going to check my card and it's going to be. It's much more pervasive, sort of feeling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Or it's deeper it's, into your soul. It's, <laughs> you know? it's less cerebral and more right, just like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just feel the weight of the debt that you have, you know? Yeah. As opposed yeah. to like, you give away some cash, you're like, all right i gave the way to cash it's true but yeah see it's my, like, my debts are paid right exactly like in a weird way like cash is actually like i know i'm butchering the the way this is used in real life but like in terms of like the fed looking at a bearer asset or people looking at bearer assets like gold these things like i think in most people's heads like they're when they have dollars it's like their bearer asset right like this is the truth to them this is the end all be all of what like sound money is right like this is the best that like we've created so like when they open that wallet and they're spending it like you know where the bottom is right because you see <laughs> it running out <laughs> true <laughs> so it's true. like that's like that's like their bearer asset to me is and the, yeah. where's the bottom of a credit card the bottom of a credit card is when it declines right <laughs> it's, it's, i've never thank god i've never gotten to that point but that's like the bottom ooh. of a credit card Oh man, I can't. Because uh, what do you get? You get like a immediate, because you feel it from the person you're doing the transaction with. And oh, it's around. Right. It's like a yikes. Yeah. And they all see that. Like imagine your credit card declines for a Starbucks purchase. <laughs> there's a line of people behind you, you know? Oh but no. It I never matter. It's like, that. fine, your credit card declined and you yeah. ordered this drink and you're like, oh, I can't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. I guess, Thank uh, you. guess I can't pay for this, right? Uh, anyway, that's a that's an interesting concept. Is that the way you feel it uh, is so different? Um, yo, what else did I write down here that was interesting about what you said?
well, no, I don't have to, I don't have anything else about that. But the, the, the what, what, tell me, tell me what you've been thinking about. You said you think a lot about time, space, and like oh, and uh, memory, and memory. Yeah, like memory is a big one. Well, I always relate this. This is sort of the one of the biggest importances of Bitcoin to me, and that is the ability to capture. Mm. The ability to capture, and what is it capturing? It's capturing swaths of data truthfully everyone agrees that it's the truth right mm-hmm. and it's capturing them over time and it's not specific data it's data that's attached to transactions right uh but at least we can all agree that that is all the right transactions you know what i mean that's right we can agree yeah. i own this wallet this means i own that much bitcoin which you own that wallet means you own that much bitcoin. okay fine um so the ability to capture the data, capture the data yeah. remember the data infinitely. I mean, it's like that is a very powerful tool. It is the, it's like the caveman paintings. It's like um, the meme. It's the, it's the thing. It's the piece of data that you go to that you can look around with everyone else and we can all agree on the same thing. Yeah. I think it's, I almost, I think of it like we're all standing around like the pyramids of Giza and we're all like, yep. Like confirmed, like confirmed. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that level of, uh, of intensity. Like I've, I've always wanted to go to the, to Egypt to see the pyramids. Cause people that I do know that I've gone, they always come back saying the same thing, like that you can go to a lot of natural wonders in the world, but apparently like the Giza, like seeing the pyramids is something that truly makes you believe that like this could not have been done by humans. Like, you get, yeah, that's what a lot of people tell me when they come back. They're just like, there's no way that, like, there's just no way that. What happened to that culture? Do you know? That's a great question. I don't, I don't really know. Like, um, I know the Nile, the Nile probably would had a drought, I'm guessing. And then a lot of those Ah, surrounding areas probably suffered. Like most of, most of when you travel and see like ruined sites, a lot of them are always the same story. It's like they ran out of water, right? And then, or like the climate. Whatever. How would they, so they, what did water they have? Is but it would have to be some sort of event that would wipe them out immediately, no? Yeah, I guess, yeah. I don't know, maybe not. It's, I mean, is, I it like, is it like, did they go by the, like the dinosaurs or did they go like, um, like a like mass. the Romans or something. <laughs> well, the Romans—they, well, they're still—they still have—they're still around, right? right like, exactly. Um, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, that's a good question with Egypt because, like, it's such—it was such an advanced culture, and but like, it seems like, it seems like it—it—it it, it was just all just lost, right? Like you. I guess that happens everywhere, even in like, I, I, I don't know if this is true, but I, I, I always see people saying that even today we've lost like the knowledge of how to build aqueducts. Mm. Like, almost did. like, I don't know if that's true or not, but like, maybe, well, by, like, maybe by hand, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, by, maybe the methods in which we build them, but I think we invent new ways of building things that outdates, like no one does any medieval shit no more. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's no reason to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bring, bringing home my chalice or anything. I'm not constructing some fucking 
yeah, barrel barrel yeah, for my almost like we don't need to maybe like do that stuff anymore we have different techniques of doing things um that may be true soldiers don't have to wear sh like tin tin foil suits right or like right. <laughs> iron suits right soldiers don't iron. wear iron suits soldiers have a fucking gun you know what i mean <laughs> a gun and a, a bulletproof a vest. vest yeah this is all Jason Lowry shit, like projecting power back and forth. What can you project? So, um, yeah, just the methods of technology will adjust us uh, in so many ways. I don't know where we're going with that, but oh, just thinking about like I think I think the threat is that there's a lot of civilizations that have done incredible things, for, like meaning over the like survival, right? Over the because that's the word I think about when I think about Bitcoin is is survival, right? Mm -hmm. Trust you throw out a good one there for sure. Um, but survival would be another word, right? Because it's the thing that is easiest to misunderstand about it in the beginning, right? Especially when you see like shit coins being created and running side by side. It's like these little things are like, like they're just going like crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think that people, along with the <laughs> along with the concept of pain, let's just say, and suffering, like they've kind of lost the idea of of the importance of just like baseline survivability, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're like I forgot, was it like the thing, the thing most dangerous is the person who can never die, almost, right? Like that's mm -hmm. almost the most dangerous thing. It's like if that's if that's your superpower, you're like Deadpool style, right? That right. like that's that's the real problem, right? Like yeah. the thing that can't be killed like mm -hmm. it just has this insane survivability mechanism um to it um and yeah that's it's i don't know it's it, i think it's hard like to to digest these things you know because they're not like like no one thinks about survivability and gets excited right it's just because we we all just understand that we're going to survive for this next minute probably next couple of years kind of mm -hmm. thing um yeah, so I think there's something, I don't know, related to all this about, like when I think about Rome, Egypt, you're talking about civilizations that went for thousands of years. And it's like, you look at us right they now. They had to have an America. event. They had to have some sort of event. Yeah, well, that was like the fall of, uh, what was it? Not Caesar, but they, there was, what was it with the, the Turks, I think? They had a Constantinople. Like everything started to fall apart in Rome. And like it dovetails with our history with money because of, of the valuation of, of gold at the time and kind of the crumbling of an empire. Uh, but you, I don't know enough about the history of these, these civilizations, but it's crazy to think that we like America's 200 ish years old. Yeah. And we've, you know, like we're, we're looking at us collapse, not collapse. I don't want to, you know, be extreme, but like, we're looking at a, uh, an extraordinary monetary event that seems mm -hmm. it seems likely that it will permanently cripple at least a generation mm -hmm. right like that's probably not a stretch to say it's going to do some so do you do you think winter's coming i do yeah i do i think i think what's going to be really interesting about bitcoin price wise in the coming let's just call it two-year window is that I think the last domino, I know a lot of things have, tech has just gone into the shitter and energy stocks and other things have kind of risen, right? So, but 
I think in general, like the people are very freaked out when it comes to the stock market now because they see a lot of blood in the streets. Uh, people are obviously freaked out about crypto and Bitcoin possibly as well because they just see the same like big red numbers. Uh, and I think the last place to go is really housing. And I think like when, and the bond market's getting weird, interest rates are getting hiked and hiked. So like things are gonna break, obviously. There's just no way around it. And so I think it, for, for most Americans, like real estate is kind of holy grail territory, right? Like that's kind of the pinnacle of, you know, I own some piece of property and I paid it off, something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't know. I see, I see a lot of, like, if I see if that's almost like the Holy, that is the church of America, right? Is mm -hmm. home. Home ownership is like the church of America. Wow. And so, well, well done. Yeah. And so when you lose that, that when you lose that, like people start losing faith in, mm -hmm. in, in, because between dollars and the home, that is their version of Bitcoin. Right. It's something that's a medium of exchange. That's also a store of value for them. Right. It's kind of these two things exist and they kind of mash them together and you kind of get what Bitcoin would be for them to some extent. Um, and so I could see Bitcoin dropping further, but farther. But I think I think we're going to see some very extraordinary things in, in the short period in, in the coming. Governments are going to lose control. People are going to if their housing value goes down too. Like there's going to be a lot of people seeking answers at that point, right? Talking about salvation or this kind of church, church, church analogy. People are going to be looking for, they're going to be seeking, right? Something because they're going to have a lot of what they understand, what they understood to be very stable and predictable and comfortable about life is suddenly going to shatter, right? They're like that glass is going to shatter in a way that they can't put it back together. Mm -hmm. So like they're going to have to walk away and take like a different path of some type. But like, I and think some, a lot. Of, yeah, go ahead, sir. No, no, no. What's up? No, I was going to say some people uh, thought they were taking a right path and they lost everything. You know what I mean? Recently. Yeah, you know recently. I mean? Yeah, very recently. Yep. That's a great point. That is a great point. Because, I mean, you got to think that a lot of, obviously, because you know, we, we are, we are Bitcoiners. Like it, like you got to wonder on some level because not, not, not everyone has the, the luxury of just spending, you know, a, a, you know, a couple hundred hours studying Bitcoin to actually verify for themselves what it is. Like, yeah. uh, like people just have a lot going on in their lives. So, uh, you know, it is, it does have to be scary to be in that position and feel like, like if, if I imagine someone that's in the, the crypto space and like, let's, I'll put myself in their shoes and I, I'm not me, obviously. I just, I'm just kind of learning about the space and I kind of, Oh, this sounds amazing. Right. And so I just go in and it goes up. So I just it becomes my church that I'm a part of. That's yeah. like, I'm about to, but it's, you know, it's a, you know, where we're drinking the hemlock at the yeah. end. I just don't know it yet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like that. And so, so like, <laughs> that's kind of what it's like, right? That's like what we're witnessing. We're witnessing like a lot of hemlock being drunk by all these places that basically sold themselves as one thing. And then they were, people joined because of what was being sold. And then they were doing something behind the scenes, right? 
Um, yeah, there is something tragic about that. That is for certain. Um, <laughs> wow. You know, I, 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 I guess I've never, I've never really sympathized with it in that way. Cause I never really thought about what it would, I just kind of want to leave that part of the world away from me. Right? Mm -hmm. I just want to stay in, in the side where people are open-minded at least to, to, you know, to listen to what, what's being said. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off in crypto land, like la 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 like i don't really try to you know well i had like i had to find my way to bitcoin through shit coins for sure yeah me too yeah. ethereum starting point yeah round zero. Oh yeah so i think that's also the journey of a lot of bitcoiners is they they go through that um experience why um it's just like whether they maybe they get wrecked uh, like for me, I managed to leave everything behind before this giant upheaval happened. I mean, at, at like a local top, I managed. And I didn't do it because I saw anything coming. You know what I mean? I just had, I started having more and more conviction towards Bitcoin. And one night I just said, you know what? Fuck all this garbage. I threw, I sold it all. Took me for, took me like a day because Ethereum transactions and uh, you know, just to say permission for this and permission for that cost mm. me an entire Ethereum to fucking sell all this shit. <laughs> just to Dude. sell, just to sell the shit cost me an Ethereum. What the fuck? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so that's unlocked a bunch of garbage, fucking uh, just deleted a bunch of debt I had yeah. in my life, digital, digital debt, digital debt. And I managed to make it out with some money that I can throw into Bitcoin. Nice. And so I, I did. And then a month, less than a month later, this whole debacle happened. Like two, Luna blew up, fucking now Celsius blown up. So I'm just like looking around, reading all these comments and they all say like, my fucking life is over. Like my, I can't look my kids in the, like in the eyes. I can't look my wife in the eyes because I'm so oh, afraid to tell her that That's I've cool. lost my whole life. Please celsius answer me like <laughs> damn dude that's fucked up like a bunch yeah. of these there's a bunch of these there's a ton of these messages um are they on twitter or on reddit on twitter yeah you just twitter? go through i've seen some of them i haven't seen like a ton of them but i've seen i've seen i've definitely seen some people out there and then on top of it there's people that like comment on those comments that are like well you should have Oh, no. away just, from just the leverage <laughs> <laughs> or you should have been a oh, bitcoin Yes. Okay. They should have. They yeah, lost like, fucking everything. Like, try to get, try to get them to a place where they'll be okay. Empathy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. We live in a savage world these days. You know, the internet brings it out of us, right? Like, it's uh, we just end up in these very, very, and and it could also be the 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 velocity of life that we're living, partially because of the 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 creation the creation of fiat is literally accelerating life in many ways mm -hmm. uh, and i think that's all of this acceleration it causes it causes tension to rise right like mm -hmm. it just naturally like people are people are for sure over the last i mean even pre-covid like there was it was like us you know i remember growing up like in the in the 90s for example 
and I always thought it was a great decade looking back like wow like that was a great decade but then I, I meet people that grew up in like the 80s and they're like no no, no the 90s was okay but the 80s was awesome right <laughs> and at first I used to think it was just because of that's when they grew up so they thought it was awesome <laughs> but then the more I like I understand what the 80s was like like in LA and other places like around the US I'm like oh like it does sound pretty awesome actually like the way you're and then we see photos of like that time period and everyone's like in shape and looking good like from from those photos of beaches today versus then like all those types of things like when you compare them it does kind of seem like there's some kind of slippage that's happening that's not like you just see it in pictures physically but i'm sure it's probably somewhere psychologically as well that there's just this there's just this slide that's happening right that's part of i i don't know how exactly to connect it directly to fiat but there just seems to be too much coincidental like it's all too coincidental that fiat is kind of this sludge that just slowly sliding downhill mm-hmm. and then you see all of america and like so many different categories of life just slowly just doing the same mm-hmm. the same drop off right like quality is gone in life today like everything is about like just it's like deep. a mudslide it's like just yeah, sucking like up everything. trash yeah everything everywhere you look today it's like uh like life is very life now like everywhere you go the quality is depreciated like you go to a restaurant they're short staffed they're like you can tell like when you go to like when you go to coffee shops like the baristas are not thrilled to be there like they never were but like they're like they're like you can feel the like the upsetness that's like just Mm -hmm. on them like Mm -hmm. it's it's a weird thing like uh you know like it's not, it's not a, it's not a fun energy to be around, right? Like you, you can feel like they're not. Well, I, I think it's also happy. like less and less and less people feel as though they will prosper in life. Yes. Yes. You know, I like thinking back about maybe 10 years, I was thinking like, how will I even prosper? Like it, I, I, what can I even attach myself to? Like everything just feels like bigger than me. I can't touch anything, you know, I can't you know, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know where this thread is going. I, no, no, no. I think you hit on a very interesting point here because you see, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Chinese, I'm Asian family's from Taiwan. And for, for a lot of people um, that are like a lot of people, a lot of Asian people in the Bay area are from Taiwan. And so a lot of our life is very laid out to a certain extent before we, we ever get, get there. So like, like our parents are thinking about like violin, piano, what is he going to like learn to play? And he's going to go learn this and he's going to go to this school. Like, you know, there's kind of like this path that's laid out. So like in, for me, like the fortunate thing about my life is that there was, my parents actually played an actual very active like role in actually setting things up to a certain extent. Right. So I end up at a good, good end point. Um, But they kind of drew like a very wide set of bumpers. So I can just kind of like, figure it out as I go. But growing up, I, most of the, a lot of the kids that I always loved hanging out with the most were also the kids that had the complete opposite life to me. Like they, they could sleep in on the weekends. They didn't have anything like they just go to the park and play there all day. Like, like my schedule was just going around the clock, like whichever day of the week it was, I was doing something like there was always something that I was doing at the time. Um, and it's, I'm guessing by the, what you're saying, like maybe it was your, was your like life growing up a little bit more like the carefree type where you can kind of go and explore and do as you, as you wanted to, or. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to ride my bike everywhere. I'm an only child. Oh, I used wow. to, I used to ride my bike around town on the bike. I'm an only child, and I, and I, have like a huffy. Yeah, like a huffy. Well, I try. No, I, what was that other <laughs> that di- dino? If you had a dino, dino. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, it was. I had a, like, my mom was a single parent, so it's me and her, and she works late, so I have a lot of time to myself. Wow. Um, so interestingly, I always find like that I'm constantly searching for like bigger, broader ideas, trying to go outward, you know, trying to observe, trying to, I'm always observing most of the time. That's what I do. Like even, even in zoom calls with a bunch of people I'm most, I'm usually quiet. Observing. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like, maybe there's something about these things that I'm observing and I appreciate them so much. Like I watch my son sometimes and I've, you know, every parent watches their child, but I watch my son and I'm just thinking like, fuck me, I'm going to lose all these moments at some point. I just wish that I can capture it all. You know, this is where Bitcoin comes in. Right. Right. (laughs) So I take videos and I, and I try to fucking hone in on the moments, but man, I tell you, there's just something about, uh, memory and, uh, and, and losing that sort of time. I don't know where I was going with any of that, but, but that's uh, how it goes here on. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes these things happen, you know, you just go off on a thread that you can't remember. I think what you're trying to say there is that there's what I'm, what I'm interpreting from this is that with, because obviously like there's Bitcoin and time are very interrelated. There's almost uh, the, you know, the, the, the block height, right. Could be its own set of time in a way, if you're trying to keep track of time, maybe in a different, in a completely different format. Yes. And I think, uh, I think in many ways, maybe like in the movie inception, as they keep going deeper and deeper, it's like the memories that you have with your son right now are like that. There's something so, so deep about it probably to you uh on a on like meaning that being a parent i do know that I just i'm not to a capture parent. it i just want to capture it yeah know? yeah like it, yeah you want to capture it and and just keep that like keep that moment somewhere right where you can access it and always it always give you something right yeah i suppose that that's a, a way to look at it yeah i, I think it's it's more along the fact of, uh, I want to, I guess, spread the, my message or have a voice or be remembered, or I don't know what the fascination is, but there is something about mm. being able to like recording your thoughts. This is another reason why I started this podcast was just recording your thoughts, uh, is a powerful tool for, uh, passing on to next generations. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I don't have, what do I have of my own father? Not much, <laughs> not much. Obviously that's going to affect my decisions. So I, I just, I just imagine dumping all this digital garage onto my son when he gets older. Right. It's just like, yeah. here's just all of my laptops. Here's all of my fucking terabytes of just... terabytes of, yeah, all of my hard drives. Here's all my cloud data. Take all of my emails, you know, 
do something. <laughs> right, right. You're just gonna dump a, a yeah, back up a truck of content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop it on them. It's cool though. It's like, uh, um, I don't know. Like I, you know, when you're young and your parents are showing you like photos of themselves when you're younger and you like don't really comprehend why it's so important, you know. And then as you get older, like everything starts to become important like the things that you just took for granted suddenly become you you have you value them in a different way and i think uh yeah i think there's something something magic about that right because along i i think the tie here the tie-in is that that time the right time is always like time well spent right is what i'm trying to get at mm -hmm. is that you talk about capturing memories right like trying to capture that moment and there's like part of that is the quality that it's time extraordinarily well spent right like that moment you could live in on repeat right mm -hmm. like so mm -hmm. it's like such a high quality moment mm -hmm. and it's like the time spent was it's priceless, right? Like mm -hmm. that, that time that you spent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think those, there's something about all of these qualities that match up against like the characteristics of Bitcoin, right? Like it's, it's a memory that we will always trust in. It'll be something that you can always, it's something that if you have Bitcoin, it's something that you've captured that you, you know, you, you, and then as time goes on, like time is the thing that changes everything right which is interesting ex except for bitcoin mm -hmm. so like everything is changing everything. around bitcoin but bitcoin remains the same right mm -hmm. and so i think like as we as we think about all these these like think about how crazy it is last week we woke up none of this three arrows and um you know celsius and like these things were barely kicking off just a couple of weeks ago right and we were just going right in normal mode through life and then think about it nothing in bitcoin actually nothing about bitcoin the asset or the network actually changed in a meaningful way but like everything around it is just going straight to the shitter yeah, yeah, yeah. and even bitcoin is, is taking its lumps along the way right mm -hmm. and so there's this overwhelming sense of like chaos in everywhere except for inside our little oasis because we don't mm -hmm. I don't look at Bitcoin much anymore on like a dollar basis. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just trying to think of like how much is my stack, how how large is the stack going to be, right? Yeah. So I'm not so caught up on the actual immediate dollar price anymore because it's not a goal, right? Like I'm just always buying here and there, so it's. Oh, I, I'm still looking to increase my stack, so I really pay attention to price. Like yeah, every day, every I mean, day I'm on that stuff. I'm not going to tell you I don't look at the price, uh, not at all. But I, I'm just saying that, like the, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like this. There's always this this thing between order and chaos, right? And so when you see all of the world just this on the brink of just melting everywhere you look, dissolving, yeah, 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 it's just dissolving yeah. everywhere. And and like you you gotta have like if you're lucky in life, like you're gonna have some anchors. Something that you can grab onto and say, like, these, like, like these are solid people around me, maybe that I can depend on, like family, whatever it might be, friends. Um, and like the other aspect of that is is something um, 
I think part of what's happening in the world is like the idea of truth and the line that people are willing to pull around stretching the truth has become so extraordinary that like people live in a permanent state of, of lies, basically. Like that's permeated their, their existence. Like they're not sure what is true, right? But they're not sure what is actually true, but they're sure that they're right, right? Which is <laughs> a very insane like backdrop to exist in. Mm-hmm. And, and I think having the anchor of Bitcoin at least as one thing that we verify as truth is like a starting point, right? Like that's a starting point for order. Mm-hmm. Because order is just dissolving everywhere you look because everywhere you look, it all just seems like someone's not really telling you what they should be telling you. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. I feel, I think I feel safer with a Bitcoiner than I do with someone that I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? If I, if I'm meeting someone for the first time. I think whenever, whenever I meet a Bitcoiner, it's like, it's like, <laughs> It must be like how like some like, uh, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, this comparison, but I, I feel like it's like if you're like a Harvard guy and you meet another Harvard guy. Oh, like, yeah, thank God. Just another person. I'll, I'm going to get I'm like, we're going to get along great. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like it's, it's something like that, though, where in a, in a different way, like it's not it doesn't have that that nature of it. Right. Like of elitism. It's not like that. It's just it's just like people of integrity. Right. There's right. people that. I know that like we're all we all have our oddities in our space for sure, because most sane people are still just like mining their fiat and just buying Bitcoin on the side, but they're not like plunging into it full full board because they're always hedging everything in their life. Right. And so. um, So. For us, we just uh, we, we just live a different. We just have a we there's there's i i honestly think there's something probably a, a bit broken inside of every bitcoiner in a way right because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you we're, we're certainly not in the middle path of life right no that's true there's, there's probably something that um most people in bitcoin are, are trying to prove deep down right or trying to um some dissatisfaction obviously uh why why did you why did you stay in after it climbed so high and it crashed? I'll tell you exactly why. I remember exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking that one day I'm going to be a Bitcoin OG. And I will tell people that when it crashed, I almost knew that it was going to crash farther. But I just held just on the principle of holding because I knew what it was. So at that point, when it was crashing, I started to really dig in. And as I understood more and more of what it was, the price even at 18K, I was like, it's gonna get back there. Like it's gonna like, and for me, it was like, a, it wasn't the smartest thing on an investment level, right? Cause it was a bit of an ego thing as well, but it was something about conviction for me. Like mm. I'm gonna do it be- because of the conviction. Like I don't need the extra Bitcoin to pick up on the way back down and, and swing back up. Like I, like I know what I have and I'm, I'm okay with the fact that it is what it is, right? Like, I don't, it's, it's okay, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna go hardcore, like degenerate fiat person and try to like make up the 
mm-hmm. lost brand. Like it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. like take a long time, like a, take a, a long time horizon and like, just be okay with it because mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the Bitcoin. That's what makes it so, um, that's what makes it, that's what makes it a game changer in short. Like it's, it's, it shifts, it stretches your, your, your time preference, right? Like it makes it lower. So you just, you're, you're willing to, I think the thing going back to, to a lot of young people unhappy around the world is that like, I think you're exactly right. I think they are smart enough to, to do the, the loose back of the napkin math to know that like this, there's nothing about this game that adds up like mathematically on a financial level. Like there's nothing I would have to do. I would have to get on OnlyFans or I'd have to like get on TikTok and become a star in order for it to be anything of meaning, right? <laughs> to buy a million dollar house is just outlandish if you're living in, you know, or if you're if you're just working a regular, regular job. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not really a, a feasible or it's just getting further away. Right. And I think that, um, yeah, I think that we just, a million, million is so normal here in California. It's so normal. Yeah. Yeah. So normal, so normal. And, and yet I bet like with everything that's happened, like I, I do wonder how many people are still like, there must've been a lot of people that just took a dive, took a mm-hmm. nosedive based mm-hmm. on all this. I mean, tech stocks are down like 60, 70, 80, 90% in some cases. Right. So it's being here for most of my life in the Bay area it's pretty insane because we've only ever seen this insane vertical trajectory where everything seemed like everything seemed like it somehow routed through Silicon Valley at some way, somehow, some point, right. There's mm-hmm. always someone trying to disrupt something. There's always some newfangled thing. And then you pull away from it after everything that's happened. You just realize how much, how much easy money was just being dumped into this world basically to keep this whole thing just, and how uneven it was at the same time, right? Like you have all this easy money dumping in and at the same time, it's it's not being dumped like in any sort of like well-distributed fashion. That's all happening like right here in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe that would happen on a Bitcoin standard as well. Uh, I'm not saying it wouldn't, but it just, yeah, like the, there's obviously the, the relationship between fiat with fiat, with counterfeit money is that you're always going to get misallocated capital. It's always mm-hmm. just a reality. And like you have, see, you remember the story of like when you were trading all this uh, Ethereum related products, right? And you ended up spending like a whole ETH on, you know, and for me, like I have the exact same story. Like we, like I was, I remember when the gas prices for Bitcoin, the, the mining fees were going up and up and up and it was getting crazy expensive. Like it became like $50 a transaction at one point. And so I was panicking because I didn't know when this was going to end. So I like panic moved my coins off the exchange. And um, I think I ended up paying, I didn't know this until years later when I was looking through my, my transaction history and I saw like the fee was like 0.2 Bitcoins to move. Like, and I was like, you know, you, you see it like years later and you, you almost like fall out of your chair, right? Like, <laughs> and you think like how stupid, like, yeah, how, <laughs> but yeah, we all like, there's a lot of, well, don't, lot- I guess the, the lesson is don't act fast in Bitcoin, right? Yeah, you have to move slowly yeah. and methodically. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Because 
but these like i don't look back at that memory with as much pain as i just do like uh i'll just never forget it you know yeah yeah, yeah for sure not like a painful thing at this point it's just like it's just one of those things that makes me understand that it's not all the big gains it's like it's these memories that make me a bitcoiner as weird as that sounds i don't want to sound like super like on the dark side or anything but like in a way it's very character building right to know that you failed <laughs> like you you you, you took a loss on something yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like you're you it it's something that you i will never forget in a in a very good way like i'll always be very cognizant of like the thief right like i'll always look i'll always mm-hmm. so yeah bitcoin is is that weird teacher that even after the transaction's done years later you'll look at something and it'll just remind you oh like yeah, that's how much I paid. Yeah, I paid a lot of. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> should have yeah. held on. <laughs> should have held on. To that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's such a, it's such a, um, it is such a, a, a peculiar thing, you know, like Bitcoin, because it's, it's something that you in, interact with, if you want to, right? If you want to get, understand what it is, you take, you don't just put it on Coinbase because that's really you're just not even scratching the surface of what. Right what it can do yeah. and so once you start touching it so to speak and like figuring out what it can do you kind of um it's like they they they, they, they all everything is making memory right for you to your point like like that's that's part of why like i don't even pay that much attention to all the crypto world anymore because the more i look at bitcoin i know like the more it's almost like I see like that symbiosis and that just the more time I'm spending on actually Bitcoin related things, Mm -hmm. the more of that symbiosis like will seep in, right? Like the tighter that bond will get. So So, when you, when you pitch it to someone, uh, how do you go about doing it? How do you, I, people usually call you already knowing a little bit about it, right? Yeah, people, people in my life, because of me, like, like I talk about it, like, uh, you know, it's, uh, they all know that I'm, you know, all the way in, like, mm-hmm. I'm not. and so I think over time, you get the group of people that just buys through proxy of, okay, like, I, it's just part Lindy part, you know, it's just time, right, the price is in the right spot. Um, so there's always that group of people. And I think you always... I think ultimately for the newest people, for most people, I think it's always easiest to just present the financial case for it. Um, And then there's another group of people and it's far fewer, but it's more of like the, it's like the people who feel more like there's, they believe that there's like an energy in life. Like it's life is not just like ones and the zeros and like, it's not that binary for them. Right. They like financial stuff is, is quite binary. Right. Are you going to make me money or not? Right. Show me the charts that show me I'm going to make money and all. It's like, it's very much direct straight to the point. And then there's one that's the, where like that person has much more of like their spiral. It's not like this. It's like a spiral, right. The Mm -hmm. way they live their life. And like, they're they're feeling their way through the world. Like they use their heart almost more so than their head these days. Right. Like, and that's very rare these days, which is why I say that, but for those people, then like, I like to talk to them about the other aspects, the non-financial, strictly financial stuff. <clears throat> and so that'll become like a conversation around like, maybe it's freedom. Maybe it's, it's, you know, uh, the, maybe they're, they're into history. Right. And they appreciate like old, like, 
bringing up like Hayek or like other, like these old great thinkers, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a certain soul that appreciates that. Wow. Like there's a really old mind that had these really profound things to say. And like, like you're sharing those, like you're communicating that to me now, right? Like that old captured knowledge is being re recommunicated and that's really powerful for some people, right? Like they, they dig that stuff. So it really depends on who you talk to. I think for the average person, I always just go over investment stuff because that's kind of, they kind of want to make money and I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it too. Like good. If you, if you make more money on this investment, great. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I, I tend to get very much so in like the spiral mode, like mm -hmm. naturally, like, I just want to talk about the non dollar denominated facts about Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Like I, I want to, which, which aspect to fascinates you most, or do you think about the most, or you find yourself thinking ethics, about ethics, always ethics. ethics interesting. Yeah. yeah. What always, about ethics? I just always, I always just think about how, um, I just think about how it's, we live in a time where like ethics don't really exist at all. Like they, they, they can be found, but they're not, they're certainly not on any sort of meaningful stage, right? Like, so there's people out there, um, but it seems like everyone that, everyone and everything that you're like, you, you get into and you, if you look into it enough, like there's some like horrifically ugly ethics <laughs> violation that happened along the way, right? For that outcome to be achieved. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's like a, like as a young person, not paying attention to any of that world, like you live in a very happy bubble. And then as you start to peel back some more of these things and you realize that it's, wow, it's like these things are like, why are these horrible things happening everywhere, right? And then for me, like one of the things beyond just the fact that the money is shit is that like the people, people have no ethics, right? Like people, people are willing to do anything for money these days. And I've always, I've always thought, although I haven't really connected all the dots between like people rise or fall to the, to the level of the money that they have, you know? So like, if you take yeah, really bad money, you can take a good person and they can slowly break down over time because they're just, they're, they're lowering their standard to the level at which that money is sitting at. Right. Like, why am I going to be, you know, the, the boy scout, Eagle scout, whatever you want to call it. When like these guys are, half as talented as me and they're just down the road right like it's yeah there's something something to be said about that so yeah it's the idea you subscribe to you know it's it's like the money you exchange with is like the idea you subscribe to so how strong is your idea yeah exactly yeah the strength of idea how you're yeah and how you're relating to it i think yeah well what's the word what's the word for you these days that comes to mind for, for what? It's like ethics is like the word that, you know, I think about a lot. Right? Oh, what's the word? Like if you ask me, like, what, what is it about Bitcoin? Yeah. That, uh, I think the more and more I think about it, it's this memory thing. It's like it's memory. It's all memory storage. Yeah. It's like we are about to get flooded with data flooded with data in our entire lives. Everything's data. It, we if we think we're like data captured now we haven't we're not even we're like we're just 
<laughs> skipping, getting into the surface, right? Yeah. So what, yeah, that's crazy. What will we do? Skimming the surface. Thank you. Um, what will we do when that flood of data is incalculable? And how can we? What, what do we know where the truth is? Like what? What's the ground? Where's the ground? Where's the fucking ground? <laughs> So, because you because they're just being inundated with so much data that yeah, you're, you're just a flood. lost you just lost the world of data. So there's this well, well, well hold on break down break down like this flood of data. Are you this is beyond just simply the, the blockchain? You're talking about just because everyone's capturing all this footage. Exactly. exactly. Like everything is because being we, gathered. We've all been given as human beings new tools to capture everything, to capture right. it, even moments in our own lives in thoughts and I can share Google Docs and my can, can spread my ideas as they're captured. It's an amazing thing. Right. So, yeah, it's like the it's like the ability to capture in so many form factors. And what is what is capturing? You acquire more data. You're capturing it, right? All that data yeah. has to sit somewhere. It's ones and zeros somewhere in the world. Right? Yep. So you just acquire more data, data. And we're just getting filled, filled, filled into the cloud right the, the fucking cloud will just be all of our data connected right so it's just think i think of it like a flood like and, data debt <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah yeah yeah. that's crazy yeah and so when i think about recording things it's to withstand to be the be have a boat on this flood of data so people can see and know i'm here <laughs> like I'm right here. This is who I am. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So capturing like things becomes an enormous weight to me. It's uh, and so the whole aspect of capturing with Bitcoin is uh, mm. so it's a whole new sort of way of thinking about gravity, thinking about trust between you and me. It's like I think that's I don't know where I was going with it, but memory. that's what happens on this podcast. Yeah, man. We kind of we kind of. You know, it's like you have this, this just uh, a, a, just a deluge of, of data everywhere and we're all swimming around in it. And your, your thought is like, it's like, how do you, A, like, it's like, how do you not get lost in this, this, you know, because the odd thing about data is this, is that people also want as much of it as possible, right? So it's like, it's like a different type of greed, right? Like, like, like people have greed over data in a way, right? I want to have it, but I want to control it. I don't want you to see it. Mm -hmm. Like it's mine, not yours. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's like a, property. there is an interesting yeah, property thing going on with, with data for sure. And with Bitcoin, it's interesting because it's all out there, right? Like everything is just in front of everyone. And maybe that's actually the thing that makes it such an interesting property is that it's like a property where everyone is looking it to some extent in other people's property without act without having the key right like you just mm -hmm. you have like a camera oh, i'm mm -hmm. looking everywhere i could see and we all look and it's like yeah um I maybe that's nothing, yeah. yeah it's like a it's like a different like that's such a uh it's such a different model from the model that we have where it's just you you have basically a person slash company that owns the property and then you have all these people trying to break in to steal all of it, right? <laughs> like that's 
<laughs> like the picture is so different in your head, right? Exactly. It's like, what's going on with all this? <laughs> like, what is like some, one is just like cops and robbers and the other one is just like, everyone just got binoculars yeah. like looking at each other. Exactly. It's hilarious. Those are great images that you conjured up there. Oh, shit. Yo, Nelson, um, we should probably wrap it up here. Let's do it, man. Um, I'm going to ask you, this has been really nice. I actually want to do this again with you. Hell yeah. Anytime. Um, uh, maybe we'll, we should do next week when Dan's back. But um, yeah, you want to just tell everyone who's listening all uh, 300, 400, over 400 downloads, by the way. Um, nice. um, you want to tell them uh, a little bit about yourself and where to find you? Yeah, my uh, my Twitter is Nelson Ten Chen C H E N and the number one zero Nelson Ten Chen. Uh, I would love a follow. I'm happy to follow you back. And um, yeah, I mean, I this is the podcast thing is relatively new to me, so thank you for having me on. I have always wanted to uh, spread my podcast wings, so thank <laughs> you for giving me a little platform here. I love it. And, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think it's it's always a it's always a special thing I found uh, when you get to when you get to have like your little uh, moments with with other Bitcoiners, right? Where it's where it's uh, where it's just for the enjoyment of it, right? Like we're here just enjoying it. Like there's no there's no feeling of work here, right? Like, right, right, right. Talking about something that we both believe deeply in, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like it's nice, you know, to in in the sea of data and, and junk that we live in and low quality this and low quality that like it's just nice to be around people that you can trust people that you believe have high integrity and people that um it's just a it's just a good it's just a solid group of people to be around right like and that's it's worth so much in life and i think that's that's something that is that's something that people that are just investing in Bitcoin will just not grasp is that there's there's something way more important in many ways than just purely how many Bitcoin I have. And because I think like in those those surveys of people that are dying, like they always say, like, I just wish like I, I kept in touch with the like those people that meant the world to me. Right. And I was just chasing money the whole time and I lost sight of everything. And yeah, I think I think we you know, the moment you and I met, like the first time I was like, dude, this guy's fucking awesome. You know, like, like the moment we the met, right? Yeah. Like, I was like, damn, like, I, like, we gotta, I gotta see him again before I leave. Right. I gotta, we gotta find a way to, 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 to link up one more time to like, keep the conversation going. Like that's like, that doesn't happen in all walks of life. Right. Where yeah. you, you just keep bumping into so many people that just naturally, have something to offer you without having to take anything right and you're offering something to them that's part of who you are and like everyone just uh it's just the right type of melting pot right to be a part of so thank you for having me on your podcast brother i thank love you, you brother. Michael. yeah it's a, it's always and i can't wait man. to can't wait to see you at pack bitcoin oh yeah oh, it's, sooner. it's november yeah go to pack bitcoin everybody this november yes. uh what is it um i don't remember the dates Think, think like man. i think I it was the ninth and now it's something else yeah here let's see let's have a look it's like mid-november we got november 10th and 11th all right pack bitcoin pacific bitcoin conference 
right? Yep. Right there, right here in yep. Los Angeles. Check it out. Uh, yeah, Nelson, great to have you on. Thank you, man. Have a great night, man. Thanks again for listening to the High Hash Rate podcast. You can find us at, at High Hash Rate on Twitter. And we'll see you in the next one.